10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Good luck, studio. Oh, oh, it's that time again. Uh, Paul Chandler's going to start this whole thing he does. It's called the Shylock Podcast. Probably going to start any minute now. Anyway, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, sit back and relax. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Boy, he's not all that shy as right. Jesus. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Bonjour et bienvenue au podcast The Shy Life. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right, yeah. So what's this episode going to be about? Well, um, it's going to be another episode with Nick and I uh, discussing more weird and wonderful films and TV. Um, I've got a couple of films set aside... I've got an old 70s Australian soap opera as well. Um, that thing that's going to be what I'm going to be um, offering up. And then uh, I'm sure Nick will choose something. And I'm not sure if Ali or maybe our guest who wasn't able to show up last time, whether he'll be turning up. I'm not sure. Beyond the three items I've brought, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, also, um, I think we'll probably be briefly discussing... The end of Neighbours, although at the time of recording it hasn't happened. But I have come prepared with some Kylie Minogue Sauvignon Blanc. So, uh, white wine. Uh, it seemed only fitting. As a Kylie fan, um, both on TV and as a singer, I've been wanting to try this wine of hers for quite some time. So, yes, it seemed only fitting to get it um, in time to wish neighbours a fond farewell, because Kylie's going to be turning up in the very last episode. Uh, so, yes. Anyway, I've been nattering away quite long enough, so it's time to run that theme music. And when we come back, yes, it'll be Nick and I, and we'll be talking about... I've got some interesting films, and I think Nick will... I think Nick will certainly like at least one of them, maybe both of them. Anyway, let's run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> you won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. I'll go anyway for potato. Delicious. Hello, campers. How are you? You quite like a big bang, don't you? Paul? <laughs> go shy, Yeti. Oh, I hope you haven't found out my secret. Do you think he has? If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> but has the Shy Life Podcast slowed down? I don't think so. It's all green. Yep, 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 yep. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, Nick. It's me, Paul. Oh, you can see me. You've already fed, you've already fed me fish fingers. You know I'm here. Yeah, um, I, I did, I did, they were a bit nicer than I was expecting. Yeah, actually. and we had a donut too. That was yeah. good. 
Um, uh, thanks to Caro from work. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to do another one of those episodes like we did last time. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to apologise that by the end of the episode, I might be a bit tipsy again like I was last episode. Um, so my, uh, my my comments on the programmes may get more and more sort of... Um, I don't want to say drunken, but more like sort of uh, whatever. Mm. It was good. Uh, yeah. um, I was a bit Eddie wearing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're having to do a couple of films, if we've got time, because we've got another episode to record. We um, might to, have a guest. We may have a guest. We, we know some of what we're going to be talking about when we don't know um, about the stuff at the end. And the two films, one I've seen very recently, one I haven't seen for that uh, that recently, but um, we're starting though with an episode of a 1976, and I think this is one of the 1976 episodes. Although the show did did start quite late in the year, so it, we might be talking about it being shown in early 77. Um, you know they went back that far. Yes, um, we're going to. It's one of the Australian soap operas that I've not talked so much about. It's one called The Young Doctors, which got shown a lot in the UK, but for years I avoided it because I thought I won't be like Sons and Daughters or Prisoner. Mm. I was thinking I was just going to be medical stuff, uh, which I was really watching Casualty at that point. Uh, I didn't think I needed any more Doctor-based drama. Anyway, I did start watching it, and I realised that it still was full of psychopaths and and, and murders and, and reassuringly Australian soap opera. So <laughs> it, it, the first 250 episodes have, have been released on, on DVD. I don't know if the rest of it's going to come out yet, but... Um, but we're we're going to watch at least one episode, depending on on time. Um, um, we also have coming up later in the episode. Um, I'll mention it now in case we forget to mention it later. But I have bought a a bottle of one of Kylie Minogue's wines. I think it's a Cabernet Sauvignon or something like that. Um, I've been as as a fan of Kylie in soap operas and Kylie as a singer. I've been long wishing to sort of sample. The wine, but I think it's commonly available in supermarkets. But because I don't tend to do the shopping anymore, uh, I haven't seen it, and it wasn't. I must admit, I haven't seen it. No, um, and I'd be looking on Amazon to see if I could buy it, but it was wasn't always easy. But anyway, I I looked again last week, and there it was. So uh, it sort of, although Pride Month was in June, and we we're recording at the start of July. Actually, we we're recording on the day of London Pride. So, and as Kylie being one of the the biggest gay icons out there um and we're watching young doctors and neighbors is finishing at the end of july so by the time this episode comes out it'll probably be finished um it just feels like the right time to be drinking some kylie wine later and um and, and yes and, and sampling an episode of of young doctors whilst we're here to begin our tv watching day so and i'm not actually I, I think the last time i watched young doctors if i'm, I'm not 100 sure i've seen a complete episode but i think last time i watched young doctors was in the late 80s early 90s when you were taping it were you taping it off the i did tape it towards yeah, the end yeah off the telly, yeah um, it's it's gonna be it's been it's been a while the, the best thing about young doctors well not the best thing but one of the great things about young doctors is the theme music which i think is uh, probably one of the the best of the Australian because uh, it's not a song I don't always like 
the songs that they use in, 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 uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily a massive fan in the prisoner song and the neighbor song, they're all very well, but Young Doctors is instrumental and it's just funky. And you could, it's a bit like when you and Ali dance to the theme from, um, The Return of the Saints. Oh, we, we, uh, we dance to everything, yeah, but that's really, I think Young Doctors rivals, it, we've danced to yeah, everything. I think Young Doctors rivals, it's the same sort of, you know, really, it's sort of. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can have a dance to it, and the titles are always fast-paced. And and I was saying to somebody the other day that um, even nineteen seventy-six Young Doctors, it's still pretty fast-moving if you compare it to a Crossroads or a, or or a Coronation Street of the same era. Um, I was watching the because we're only on episode we're we're watching episode thirteen certainly uh, on disc three of Collection One, and um, there's so much has happened in the first twelve episodes. There was there's been a stalker about uh there was even a cliffhanger where because it's about the young doctors and their doctors who are i I suppose they've just qualified (laughs) well i suppose yes i think they've just qualified so they're kind of doing pranks and and, and initiation type things and one of the initiation things was that they were they wanted to get a pair of the sister's knickers from ah. her from her lodgings but you couldn't get into the female accommodation unless you couldn't get into that area unless you were a woman so one of the boy doctors dressed as a woman uh, dressed as a nurse to get into that area broke in and as it happened there was a, a man with a gun waiting who had a grudge about on that sister yeah. waiting there to shoot um, the sister as she came in and instead shoots the boy dressed as the nurse ah. so I'm thinking blimey this, doesn't oh, really? this, this is twisty turny and we're only on episode 6 or something um, so yeah anyway we'll start watching and we'll have a little bit of a brief chat after we've watched yeah I mean, um, uh, as I say um, is, is that but dare I ask you is that bit on there um, unfortunately, not on the episode. I, don't, I I can't remember what the last cliffhanger was. I, I can't guarantee this is even going to be as memorable an episode as that. But we'll see. I don't. I I've never seen episode thirteen yet. So, um, so yes, it's all new to me. So, uh, press the press the the. Uh, let's see. I might record a little bit of the theme music. Thirteen. Yes, please. And on we go. Oh, I think I recognise that theme. Yeah. Yeah, if, if Ali was here, we'd be boogie. We'd boogie to all music. So, Nick, we uh, we finished our episode of Young Doctors. Yeah. I, I was quite pleased with that one from the point of view of it, it sort of seemed, not exactly self-contained, but yeah. it, it was quite a good one to watch because there was a story that, that I think you could... Within. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's about um, an old man who had been told by a doctor who is kind of known for being very grumpy that he had two weeks to live. Was it two weeks or two months? Anyway, not long. And uh, his, 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 his daughter acted badly and then and, and it kind of turned out there's a bit of a twist to it and it all happened in the one episode and there were some other things either side other plots going on but uh, as a random episode to show you that wasn't a bad that wasn't a bad uh... no as I say what's interesting two things um, I, I didn't I wasn't I don't think I was aware that Young Doctors actually started so early on I, I, mm. I, th- I thought it was sort of like 78, 79 mm. um, which was interesting and the other thing was uh, of course um, 
Alexis Sale in his all new show uh, parodied American uh, the Australian soaps um, with his, I, I, it was a, like a mental war thing Gene, Gene Marshall in it and it, with that sort of crash zoom thing and the and the sort of reaction and the episode actually opened with a kind of a crash zoom and a reaction <laughs> and um, I thought for one moment, you know, the oh, the guy playing the doctor's really wouldn't, isn't he? And then I, and then as time went on, he realised he was he was deliberately being a bit deadpan and, and strict mm. because he he was instructed to. Yeah. So uh, that, that was actually almost kind of like a wrong footing thing. The the other thing, I'm I hope, I'm not, I don't think I'm giving anything away by by saying this, but. Um, uh, it, uh, at the end of the episode was very interesting because there was lots of running around and, and very something's going to happen in music but you didn't actually see what it was uh, mm-hmm. which was interesting it's, it's interesting to have well, a I think, um, cliffhanger that isn't, doesn't spell it completely I, out yeah I think it was something to do with her being cooked her son's been in in a ward for quite a while after being run over by that nasty man with a gun and um, run over by a man with a gun. Run over with his gun. Uh, yeah, and I think I think there's been some there's been some news on his conditions. So, but uh, yeah. But no, interesting. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, Seventies glasses on. A, on what reminded me a little bit of my sister um, on one of the nurses. Um, well, it was quite considering. It was only twenty three minutes. It was, Quite a lot going on. Uh, yeah. two, two nurses decided to swap rooms and and share together because one of them was was trying to live with a, a gossip. And uh, just out of interest, how long did um, young doctors go on for? Uh, I finished in the first quarter of 1983. So that was a quite a so, yeah, it ran for longer than Sons and Daughters by about a year. Um, not not at the same time. Yeah. Um, Sons and Daughters had started by the time Young Doctors finished. Yeah. But uh, uh, how how many members of the cast that we've seen uh, um, uh, lasted to the the bitter end? The, the, uh, quite well. Um, certainly, the secretary. I think she's there at the end, and I think there's one or two others who almost. I think the grumpy doctor was there at the end. I did read an article that said that one or two of of them left very close to the end but so they weren't quite there for the very last episode but they were almost there but uh, yeah and there's also a number of, of, of people in there who I, who I know from other soaps as well yeah um, but uh, but I, I, I kind of there was one uh, the one of the nurses kind of I don't know if she was the one that complained I mean it, it was supposed to be the one of the apparent busy bozied around the, 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 the old man that was yeah uh, but I, I don't know, because the nurse that complained actually complained to her colleague within spitting distance of the doctor that she was complaining about. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do hope that she didn't get into too much trouble, because, because <laughs> yeah. he, he, uh, although he was doing his job as per being asked, uh, he, 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 he didn't he seem an unpleasant yeah. um, sort of... Um, not, not, not someone you want to take home to mother, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to move on to a film now. We, we, um, we haven't we haven't decided yet, and we have to go and record another podcast. So, um, let's have some music or, or some other something else um, in between. And uh, when we come back, we'll know what we're going to be watching next. But uh, yes, have a listen to this.
Hello listeners, it's me again, Cuthbert. I'm just here to give the guys a brief break from their film and TV chat to play you something which we pre-recorded earlier in the year. We have Paul here again and he is reading some further entries from his 1990 diary. We are now in early February and there is plenty going on. We may have two or three diary interludes this episode, but I won't need to show up to introduce any future examples, so I'll say hello and goodbye for now, and hope that you enjoy all that this edition of the Shy Life Podcast has to entertain you with. Big robot hugs from me, your friend, Cuthbert. Kiss, kiss, kiss exclamation. Uh, Sunday 4th of February 1990, got Village of the Damned and Worlds Beyond Reflections of Evil on video yesterday. I presume Village of the Damned was on TV. Well, I presume they both were, but I don't remember, I don't remember what Worlds Beyond was, but there we go. Um, back again. It's pretty early, but I hardly think anything special is going to happen between then and now. Uh... Whatever. Oh yeah, I wrote this at 8, 11 p.m. Um, I'm behind in my letters, but I've only just got my DT left to finish. Because I got the rest off me chest. What? I still don't know what DT is. Um, I did my paper round and got home for a bath, then completed my RE and maths homework. The thing I spent most time on was my English coursework, Memories of the Past. I got it finished and it's quite good. Good enough for Writer's Circle on Friday, which is also a day off. If all goes as planned, next week could be pretty darn brilliant, what with the invaders on Wednesday, and in order, hopefully for some time, found an article about it. What? Oh, shown in order. Day off with Harry on Friday, hopefully Winchester on Saturday, and Land of the Giants hopefully on Sunday. Hopefully not much homework either. So it's off with my Exocon form tomorrow. And and things. The Land of the Giants, the episode they showed was called The Lost Ones, which was quite good. And today I'm now watching Bergerac, a new episode called Roots of Evil. I've rather run out of things to say now. They wouldn't watch Blake today. Uh, it must be my parents. And I got no phone calls. I did some more of my video list and ended up playing with Graham. Oh yes, and I did Leah tour around the house. I bet he'll enjoy that. It must have been on audio, presumably. Monday 5th of February, this was written at 10.30pm. Hello again, how's you? Back at school, which was boring, except Harry and I sorted out our arrangements for Friday. I spent most of my break talking with Danny, uh, and afterwards I got an E in French. The lowest in our set was G, highest D. So nobody did that well. Um, Think positive, what with the silly beggars that that muck up our classes? I'm not surprised. Well, yeah... Although I was at the grammar school, I was in some of the lower sets for some of the subjects, math, science, French. Um, But I was told that there were people who um, were struggling, but who needed more teacher surveillance or more teacher attention. So it was better for me to be in in the lowest set, say, for some of those subjects, because they knew I'd get on with it and I'd work, whereas some people who used to muck around, or if they were with their friends who were sort of um, very good at encouraging them, 
uh, to be bad. If they were split up and put in a slightly higher set, then they'd have to work as well. They wouldn't have their friends to, um, uh, um, yeah, to, to interrupt them, to, uh, uh, to distract them, is the word I'm trying to think of, yes. Um, <clears throat> I went to have tea at McDonald's before Graham went to his French lesson, then did some shopping for a toothbrush, radio, TV, Times, whatever. <laughs> Back in those days, the Radio Times had BBC in and TV Times had ITV. And I often used to cut bits and pieces out of them and make scrapbooks of the shows I liked. I think I definitely did that with Land of the Giants and Invaders, probably. Posted some stuff, researched some DT. Is this is DT again. I can't... It must be something... It can't be school. It must be something to do with writing. But I just can't remember what it stands for. Hmm. Gazed longingly over an Avengers book and then threw away some rubbish. On the way up to Mrs Bryn's house, where I did uh, the writer's circle, I was nearly late because the underpass was really flooded from the river. I met Mrs Powell, who offered me a lift, but I didn't need one. Um, Mrs Powell is my friend Sarah's mum, and uh, she died about a year ago. I don't think Sarah's ever been on the uh, podcast. I posted off my exospace stuff today, and I must get a photo of, and I must get a photo for my Oddstock radio thing. I don't think I ever came to anything, other than going there once or twice. There was no posts for me today. After the soaps, I got on with my video list, found an old audio tape with the Invaders theme on, and completed a couple of mistakes on memories. This oh, that's that story I just mentioned, memories of the past, which I, I have no memory of, bizarrely, and I don't think. I've retained a copy, so... Yeah, I say that I thought it was good enough to read it right a circle. I, 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 yeah, I, I can't remember what that was. No Nigel today, but he has not forgotten. Auntie Jessie rang with a mixture of news. It looks as if Sylvester and Sophie are out of Doctor Who. What a bloody mess. That's probably by this point. We knew there was going to be no more Doctor Who, uh, at least not in the form that we recognised it. Andy rung and promised to send me Blake, Orbit, Warlord... Uh, and Blake from season four of Blake 7 when I finished his Invisible Enemy and Invasion tape mm. oh well I did my DT I did my DT and and other minor things uh, bye for now arg PE tomorrow hmm. <laughs> Don't, I worry about what this DT is what am I doing what am I doing um, Tuesday 6th of February Written along the side of the page, it's a hard life. There's also candle wax on this page again. And the tip of the page is, is, is slightly th burnt. I don't know what's going on. Um, so, oh, oh, power cuts. We have power cuts. It says the power, the power was on and off, hence small burns and wax on this page. I'm pretty sure I did that deliberately to, to show off rather than <laughs> it being accidental. I wrote this at 9.35, though. Um, great weather again, dudes. More about this later. Nothing special happened today. School was a drag. I forgot to mention... I didn't, <laughs> apparently, somebody called Neil, who was in my class, had a naughty video and brought it into school. And not that I see what you could have done with it. Uh, um, apparently, it was called Nothing to Hide. And our form tutor, or the English teacher... Well, he was my form tutor, but maybe not until later in the year. But um, he was our English teacher, though. He found the video last Friday, which really embarrassed Neil. Ha, huh. 
he still hasn't lived it down. Uh, Mr Higson told us his own schoolhood memories, which was a laugh, and I handed in a slightly changed memories from the past for coursework. Robin thought it had no plot, but what does he know? He couldn't even stick to the theme. <laughs> Dear. Um, I, I wish I had this story so I could tell, I could decide for myself. Um, P was fun. Huh. I got home, got wet and got a, uh, a very small amount of post, a bloody awful copy of Space Museum and the Time Meddler from Andy and a letter from Lee. Uh, I had my evening planned. Those are Doctor Who stories. Um, eventually, of course, they got officially released and they were much better copies. Obviously, at this point, um, our sources weren't necessarily um, as as good. Um, I had my evening planned out to a T as follows. Do Nigel... Um, swear one until soap operas which I did finished the rough plan for episode 32 did my homework used the video and rung Andrew R had a bath and then the power went and returned went and returned still is got power now but sod knows what I'm going to do about the invaders I called Danny and he said he would do it hope he can good start to the season I ended up watching EastEnders on the small telly and never did get to do my video list or watch Blake 7 as I'd intended. Sigh. Right, Nick. Well, um, we're going to watch the first of our films. This is Rifkin's Festival. It's Woody Allen's latest, although it's been postponed a bit because of the pandemic and various when, other things. When, when was it made? When did it come out? It's about... 2020 but it's had a bit of a limited release i think it was out first in europe not not our bit of europe but uh, mainland europe um around 2020 but it's it it is yet to be released in the uk if it ever will get released um do you think there's a possibility it might be released mm, well the disc we've got here is an italian release which basically doesn't matter because it uh, it still come it still comes up automatically with the the, the original soundtrack. Has Woody worked in Italy before, to, to um, your knowledge? Um, well, this isn't actually an Italian film. It's actually a Spanish film. Oh, okay. But this is an Italian release of the Spanish <laughs> film. Um, it's actually set in San Sebastian, I think, which um, me- means that you've got a lot of nice views in this. Uh, in the story, it's it's kind of a sort of very much a Woody Allen film, um, and it and I, I I enjoyed it, but I'd be interested to see what you think. Uh, I was I, I I was waiting and waiting for a UK release, looking to see there were copies out there, and in the end I just went for this one because I'm first sick of waiting for it to be released on, um, and and uh, I think he's working on another one at the moment, um, which isn't. I don't think he even has a title, but I think he's had to slow down because of the pandemic. Um, also, I mean, bless him, he's 87. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mind you, that doesn't stop Mel Brooks, does it? I mean, no. And I was watching uh, this um, uh, series on the, on the Disney Channel called Only Murders in the Building, which has Steve Martin, who's 76, and he's rushing around and running about. And... Um, he doesn't look 76, he looks about 56, if that. Um, I don't know where he gets his youth from, but uh, I think, um, anyway. So, yeah, we'll watch Rifkin's Festival, then we'll talk about it after yeah. we've had a little look. 
So Nick, we've yes. um, watched Rifkin's yes. festival, which yes. I, means I've watched it twice in about three weeks. Ah. But, um, what do you think? A classic Woody, uh, really enjoyable, and um, a nice comment on the film world, and um, a lot of you can feel. I always feel Woody puts. I mean, it must might be too obvious a thing to say, but uh, you always feel that Woody puts a lot of himself into those mm. films, and. The character, the lead character, is questioning, questioning his existence, whether he's right or wrong. You know, there's a very um, he, he does it in a fun way because, it, yeah. it, it, uh, but he, he's he does it through his characters, and I, I think there's a lot of questioning there. Of, mm. uh, and it also wasn't an obvious. Uh, there's a love story in it that wasn't obvious. It didn't. It didn't have a nice, neat, happy ending, and and it would be. It would have suspended disbelief a little bit too much if it had a. Yeah, you could have said. Uh, I, no offence to our American friends, but if it was in America, there would have been a happy ending, probably. Yeah. And and. Well, uh, 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 there is a consolation that Woody is American. So. Yeah, but if it was a Hollywood film, yeah. it would have had a ha- some sort of happy ending. She'd have come running to him at the airport or yeah. something. Or. And I'm glad that didn't happen because mm-hmm. it, it, it it ended ended on a. It's a sweet note, but in the end, at the same time, uh, there's a there's a closure and a satisfaction there with with the character. Um, I also like the fact that the lead character they probably played the ugliest bloke. I did of no offense to the actor, but you know, I, I mean, he, he, you know, he's quite obviously meant to be, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I. Yeah, if they had gone down the more traditional road, it would have felt a bit wrong. Um, but there's always a possibility, it opens a possibility that she, she might sort of come mm. and see him. But um, not not something that's overtly um, there. Yeah, there's some nice, there's some also, I like, there's something I really identify with, with, um, I like the, uh, the dream, yeah, surreal yeah. dream sequence. I've always liked that in his stuff. Uh, and uh, and they were one. they were t- they were a link to famous films. A lot yeah. of them, which I didn't, I knew the names of, but I've never seen. So, but that's my fault, not his. All his dreams uh, and yeah. fantasy things are. Mm. Um, it, it's uh, he's seeing these things, but he's totally ignored. Um, I, I, well, one of my favourite Woody's is Stardust Memories, and that's set at a like a convention for like uh, for, for a director or film. Yeah. And there were, there were flashbacks like that. Yeah. I mean, in a way, it d- did. Um, I think it's pro- probably it's bound to happen. But there were there were echoes of lots of his past films as well as other films. Oh yeah. And the st- the stars and the sort of, um, you know, the because the character the main character um, goes is is quite sort of, bit of perhaps a bit of a hypochondriac, and he goes to to the doctor and then sort of thinks. He wants to see the doctor again, so he starts making because he fancies the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> starts making um, um, sort of. Uh, so okay. Even though he's an older guy, um, uh, it's the sort of thing one would do as a young person. I, I, I can certainly see myself doing that as a young person. I was like, oh, I'm not right. I'm, I'm going there. Yeah, although the main character is there's an age gap. Um, the doctor actress, I, I just did just checked. She she she's in her mid forties. She's not a twenty year old. Um, she's quite a well preserved mid forties, but yeah. um, she she sometimes he gets um, accused of casting much younger women with. Well, you know there is there is a there is an age any age gap, but 
you know, when you get to that age, it's, yeah, it's not a, it's, you can't really call it inappropriate because yeah. they're, they're, cause they're it's, hardly, it's hardly pedophilia, is it? No. Yeah. Um, and it were, and, it, and nothing actually happened between them anyway. It was more of a sort of, mm. she was in a bad marriage, he was in a bad marriage, and they were a bit of company for another, and, and they literally, it was company, there was nothing more, but I think you got the feeling that it could have happened had they let it, but... Uh, and of course, a lot of wonderful scenery and lots of it made me, made good good advert for San Sebastian. <laughs> I probably would make me want to go there myself. So, yeah. But no, that was a, a nice. Um, I, I like the fact you know, it kind of when he he was dropped into imaginary conversations or encounters with uh, yeah, what people thought of him. You know, I think it, it sort of mm-hmm. it was you know questioning. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's one of my favourites of the last five, ten years. Um, the, the, he's, he's done, there's been a bit of delay with some of the films for one reason or other, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I I'd lost, I lost. couldn't wait anymore, I needed to see it. So I'm, <laughs> glad I, I'm glad I invested in it. Although our print is, a, it's an Italian print, although there was, I think I might have said, I don't know if I said this already, um, yeah, although... There's only one scene. Or, or what I quite like about the fact it's in Italian print is that all of the titles are in Italian. Um, so it's a definite Italian print, um, but the only point where you'd notice is on, is on a scene which has the subtitles, which you get the subtitles in Italian rather than English, but it's a very brief scene. So it's quite nice to have a different print of this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to watch something else. We're not quite uh, discussed what it will be, so um, we'll... Um, back in a moment um have a listen to have a listen to this wednesday february the 7th the invaders beachhead that's the first one i think maybe i was just worrying that uh, the power cut didn't happen on the day the invaders was going to be shown but um Perhaps I was fearful that it would still be happening and that it would muck up my... It's very important in those days what you videoed. <laughs> because you're making your own little archive of your favourite TV shows. And I think by this well, by this stage I have my own video in my bedroom. So. Hello, how are you? I spelled R, I spelled our as O-U-R. How are you? How are you? How are? A-R-E it should be. Paul, what's wrong with you? Um... Hello, how are you? Well I, well, I hope. Why the hell am I talking to you? You don't exist. That's rude. We do exist. We're here now. 30 years later. 32 years later. School. Hmm, not much. In fact, I don't think I'll even mention it. So after plying Danny with Doctor Who videos, he said he'd do me the invaders, just in case I got Mark Green to do it too. <laughs> Gosh. Um, Mark, he, he was in my class. And he... Is the brother of my friend Ian. Um, um, I did my paper round and got some posts from John and Russell, Vicky and Patrick, who's moved again. The aerial was ja- the the aerial was damaged, but I managed to watch and video bits of the invaders. It was brilliant, better than I remembered it. Pretty scary. Next week's episode is called Experiment Soaps. I watched these and then did homework. After the invaders, I rung Paul Hillier. No trip to Winchester, sadly. Sigh. I rung Nick, who told me that Sapphire and Steel might be on video soon. I rung Danny, and he watched Invaders, videoed it, and rather liked it, I think. Andy watched it. Must get TV Zone. That's a magazine about TV. 
It's supposed to be good this month with Doctor Who, Sapphire and Steel and Blake Seven. He said that Heather is sending me a parcel. Please. And that's about it. As for Lee, he missed the invaders. That wasn't much cop. I said I'd ring next Wednesday. Andrew R. rung in the middle of the invaders. Stupid Burke. I was watching Blake Seven and doing my video list when Dad nicked the telly for some stupid reason. I'm bloody angry. Bye for now. Dear, we had more than one TV in the house. and I'm not sure why that was such a big deal. Perhaps it was the big TV. <laughs> um, okay. Thursday, 8th of February. Um, at 9.10. Got Doctor Who magazine today and I wrote to a new pen pal called Ian. Hello, how are you? We had an interesting time at school. In fact, we didn't, so I'll skip that bit. Oh, no homework today and tomorrow we have off. Oh dear, what a shame. We didn't do games today because of all the flooding, so I went to Harry's house and his birdie kept plopping all over me. Sigh. He had a budgie. He used to fly around and land on your shoulder and then poo on your shoulder. I wasn't, wasn't very happy about that, really. Danny did the Invaders A-OK and we watched the beginning again at Harry's because he missed it, the beginning at least. It seems that he and Robin enjoyed it. On returning home and wading through the new river in the village... And past the floating church. Oh, that's because the, it flooded. And, and uh, the front of the graveyard, um, where there's usually grass and gravestones, um, was underwater. So you still saw the tops of the... Well, more than the tops. You, st- you still saw the gravestones poking out of the water. But, uh, um, yeah, it was rather a weird, uh, a weird sight, I suppose. I got some posts from Elaine. A tape I'll listen to tonight in bed and confirmation yes that i am going to exospace which was the doctor who convention in exeter hooray um just the rooms to book now only about 200 and something days to go and that means it'll be coming up later in the year mark g did the invaders for me but missed the first 10 minutes i'm glad i can trust danny i had my hair cut today and a bath in pretty cold water watched me stenders did some more video list and now i'm watching telly i did some posts today um i heard from paul h He's going to pop up mysteriously tomorrow when Harry's over, for better or for worse. That's weird, because, um, yeah, although Paul and Harry have met each other on many occasions in the last 30-something years, they, they were never friends. Well, they were friends I had from different sources. Um, Paul from primary school and Harry from grammar school. And, uh, and I didn't really mix them, although in many ways they had similarities. They both at one point were very keen on the same um, political party, for instance. I, I don't think... When I was that age, I really cared less about politics um, or I certainly wasn't impressed by politics or by politicians. Not much has changed. We're back. We've decided um, we're watching an Australian film from 1976 called End Play, which is a thriller. Um, It's got a few... Faces I recognise from uh, some of my favourite soaps, and I think Nick will recognise at least one of them. Uh, maybe two, because there's a Sons and Daughters um, actress who he may recognise from episodes I showed him years ago. Um, That's a bit of a joke. Well, no, she's quite distinctive, so you might do. And yeah, I know you and your ladies. So. <laughs> but um, I haven't watched this for a little while, but I'm, I think I remember it being pretty good, so... Um, we'll get on and watch it because we've got to get our our, our tea in here too before our special guest arrives. But uh, yes, yeah, so this is End Play from Australia from 1976, same year as the Young Doctors episode. Okay, right, let's have a watch. 
Okay, Nick. So we've watched and play. We've had our tea, which was very nice. And we've had some Kylie wine. And um, yeah, what did you think of oh, our, our, our tea? I, I thought, what does our tea no, yeah. <laughs> We had our takeout, takeaway. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it very much. I I, I like a sort of like a, a nice intriguing sort of. And there was a good tension between the characters. Uh, nicely, George Mellon, is Mellonby, oh. who uh, playing one of the who. Um, with a, a year later, grew a beard and, and was in Survivors and Greg Preston's last episode. So um, it was interesting to see him in something else. So. But um, no, a nice, good, intriguing story and um, nice, some nice twists. And, which uh, is always welcome. Um, I don't think it is Madam B. Have a look. I did remember, but I had two glasses of Kylie wine. It's not helping. No, that's trapping well. Uh, George Malaby. Malaby, that's right, yeah. Yes. Um, he was very good. Which one was he? Uh, yeah, he oh, was the brother, the, the brother in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they went like that. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but we also had... Uh, <laughs> we also had a, a brief cameo by the, the actress who played Lizzie in um, Prisoners of Off H. And Carrots... Dad from um, played Cat Weasel. Bud, yeah, Bud, Charles uh, Bud Tingwell. Charles uh, Tingwell, yeah. And um, and we had um, um, I can't remember anybody's name. Um, the, a son's and daughter's actress who uh, who is on home and away to this day. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was good. That was not a good old movie. Belinda Giblin was um, the the uh, although. Yeah, she was supposed to be their cousin, but they seem to be very intent on dating her between them, oh, the two yeah. brothers. That yeah. uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> there are no other women in Australia they could date rather than their own cousin. <laughs> but um, yeah, Sheila Florence—that's uh, who played um, Lizzie in Prisoner. Oh, actual bona fide Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was her, but then I thought it was somebody. Yeah, you know that there was that scene with. Um, the welfare officer, and you, I think you said that she looked like somebody else. I was thinking she looks a bit like uh, Meg from Prisoner's of Block H. Yeah. And it, it was actually it Meg was from Prisoner's of Block H. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We actually watched it in two bits, didn't we? Because we, we had went dinner in the middle. Yeah. And uh, Ali came home. Yeah, Andy's here, by the way. So is Andy. Yes, Andy's here. Hello. And uh, Andy's here. And that was released on the 1st of January, 1976. So it was made in 75. Yeah, I saw the 75 at the end there. Oh, did it say 75 at the end? Mm. But, uh, but no, um, I was missing was an, an ABC announcer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. ABC. <laughs> well, Based on a novel by probably not a crippled man. <laughs> it's based on a nineteen seventy-two novel. It's based on a nineteen seventy-two novel by Russell Braddon. Russell Braddon. No. I've only been about one years old. Russell Braddon, um, and I think I, I think I own that novel because I like the film enough to get the uh, to get the novel. But, uh, ah, well, what's going first? Ah, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> oh. Your copy of the film or your copy of the book? Yeah. <laughs> I got the film before I got the book. I, I think I think I may have seen a documentary about the Australian film industry. And, 
because there's another film I showed Nick last time. It was an Australian was a, film, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, Mad Max is an Australian film, and, uh, and, the, and, and various other things. Uh, but, uh, yes. Very good. Good indeed. Good. So, coming up next, um, Andy's been asked to choose something, and what have you chosen, Andy? Um... A random episode of a black and white season of Callum, starring Edward Woodward. Wood, Wood, Wood. And Triple um, Wood. Nick, what year would that be? And um, what that episode? would be, uh, well, the Callum started in 1967 and finished in 69. Mm. Um, so I'm just thinking which one would be a good one to. Really good episode. They're all really good. Cool. That's a mm. trouble. It's <laughs> um, a random one, though. It's quite a lot of. Because um, there's. There's a change of hunter. There's a quite um, dramatic oh. episode, um, and then there's the last episode, which is really dramatic. So. Callan stars Edward Woodward, better known in the states as the Equalizer, and also great show, um, and also the Wicker Man, the in the, the original version of the Wicker Man, and uh, many other things. Son-in-law to Roy Dotrice from Space Nineteen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and lots of other wonderful things. Oh yeah, son-in-law. Yeah, because he married, um, married uh, and yeah. they're in the actors' church. Their so plaques are next to each other, yeah. with gaps for Michelle and Karen. So. They could have been much in the major wise, was there? No, there wasn't. <laughs> no. There wasn't. Um, in fact, hold on. I think I might be able to tell you. I think they will look older than Roy for most of the time. I'm going to go, go for one which is quite uh, quite in the middle of the season. It's kind of a game changer mm-hmm. um, of uh, halfway through series two. Mm-hmm. It's the episode's called "Let's Kill Everybody." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we're going to listen to "Let's Kill Everyone." Not listen to it. We're going to watch it. But we'll listen to it. You'll listen to it, listeners. Well, you won't even do that. The first, because we're um, we've I think we quite recently saw the girl who walked quickly, which is the armchair thriller, mm-hmm. and this is. Um, wrote by Ray Jenkins, the same guy, and it's his. his I think it's one of his first te- telly episodes. Uh-huh. Um, he, he did some really good Callan. Okay, we'll watch some Callan, and we'll talk to you about it after we've watched it. So we just watched. Let's kill everybody. Yeah. Um, what did what um, what made you choose that one, Nick? Um, I like it. It's the most dramatic one. It's the middle of the season. It's a game changer because one of the irregulars gets killed and, and that changes. I suppose we should explain to people who may not have heard of Callan, particularly overseas, that it's a spy drama um, from the 60s and the 70s, early 70s. Yep, uh, it started in 67, ended in 72. Yeah. I have four seasons, uh, two in black and white and two in colour. A lot of the black and white ones don't exist anymore. This box sets, um, all the black and white ones that still exist. Um, this is from series two, mm. halfway through series two. Uh, the, the Callan's boss is Hunter, is like the Secret Service boss. Um, the original Hunter went off and uh, got another job. This Hunter here was framed by an actor called Michael Goodliffe, who... Um, didn't get on with the series, didn't get it. He just didn't, it, it was just a, a bit of a mistake for him. Um, I think he's a very good actor, but uh, it's nice. He actually 
gets killed off in this one because because he's he, he needs to be released early, and they get a next a new hunter in the next one, which I think is quite. I think it's after, even though it's because of the act, it's simply a necessity because the actors doesn't want to carry on. Um, I think it gives it a nice dramatic twist, and there's a nicer urgency in uh, in quite, it as well. There's quite a lot of sections under threat. Yeah, there's quite a lot of sort of the Q or the M. Absolutely, well, the M. The M. He's right. the M of, but unlike M, he's uh, he's a much more ruthless bastard than oh, than, right. than M ever was. You know, it's it's a it's a much dirtier. Um, spy show than than can it's it's the um we were describing it earlier as the it's the stepton son of the uh spy world you know uh, they he's very much working classy kind of spy rather than bond with uh, the tuxes and everything he's, he lives in a hovel he's uh he's friends yeah he's a he's a very lowly kind of man but he's got a special talent for Killing people, <laughs> which um, he, she doesn't like doing, but the Secret Service has got him by the balls, basically, to um, to, to work for them. And I think it's just a terrific series, and, and Edward Woodward, fabulous actor, and, and uh, Russell Hunter, very good in his part. And yeah, I just, I, I just, it stands out for me because, uh, but I, I did struggle a bit thinking, what am I going to do? Because they're, they're all bloody good. <laughs> Personally. Were you pleased, Andy, with Nick's choice? Because it was your choice of series, but Nick's choice of episode. Yeah, it's a very good choice. See, the, the few that I've seen or remember of it's the. It all seemed to be right, very stagey because mm. of shot in the studio. Two, mm. two handers. Mm. So it's, you know, they're, mm. they're all um, acting very well. It's, the action's very light, isn't it? But it's all in the dialogue and the delivery and stuff. But you kind of wonder where the spider in it is, Nick, because it's. That, that's a bit more. It's not from what's going on yeah. most of the time, yeah. but it's really you know engrossing and someone always gets shot at the end. You think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of a, there was a bit of a. Um, you weren't sure who was because uh, there was a girlfriend that Callan had, mm. and there was a her tutor. You weren't sure which of them was, which was yeah. the baddie, but that was made apparent. And there was some outdoor location work, where um, the. the the one who was, well, do we ever find out whether, whether the one who wasn't the real baddie woman, whether she was working for them, or was that her just teasing? I think that was just teasing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. She's supposed to be her cover, apparently, but she only yeah. met him in that episode. Yeah. So yeah. You, you would, if you knew, you wouldn't make that up. It was just the two of you in a room. Yeah. <laughs> the, you've just met yeah. before. And the, you knew you the girl who was innocent then, who was murdered was drugged and um she she um sort of well don't know whether she died or whether she just yeah she fell into a weir and got washed off so then she definitely was dead whether whether the whether what she was what was put in her drink killed her or just drugged her and the water killed her sleeping pills Mm. um but no i I, um i like the fact i like it when some of the regular cast die because it it, uh, out of anything because it just gives it it, it shows that they're not invulnerable and you know you, you might you might not see them next week and and there's 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 a, a lot more dirtiness and uncertainty in Callum that uh, there are a lot of black and white episodes missing there seems a bit um inspired by Ipcress isn't it oh yeah yeah oh it's definitely in that Ipcress yeah the Harry Palmer a lot, lot more kind of um working classy um spy 
some dilapidated like office yeah. thing in the middle of nowhere. That's very like, true, somewhere. actually. Yeah, on the cheap, isn't it? it? Did remind me a bit of Public Eye, so the, the flat the and house, stuff. Uh, the Affleck thing. Um, yeah. It's definitely he's definitely like 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 Burke's character in Public Eye. He's very down to earth. He's just a normal bloke. He doesn't live in an like steed. <laughs> he doesn't live expensively. He's just in a. Yeah, you know, uh, so we we've been watching a lot of public eyes on talking pictures and uh, yeah, yeah he, Vanderbilt for, followed yeah. by public eyes. It's a nice pragmatic conscientious. I think that's why the show's done so well on talking pictures. It's a really good character and uh, he he doesn't live glamorously. He doesn't overcharge for these things. He. He, str- he struggles even to put the kettle on. There's a lot to be said for champagne fountains, though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think it's... I mean, I love Bond as well, but it, it, this is a nice alternative to... I just love spy stories, really. I, um, I, I, I love the twists and the, the hidden things and, and the ambiguity sometimes, you know. like It doesn't answer every question, but uh, also I think in the fine... I've got a book all about Callan, and um, about the series and making of the series, and it it says there's a there was a bit there's a bit in editing which um, shows that the Walker character, who's the the, the doctor who turns out to be a traitor. Sorry, spoilers, darling. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it tends is quite clearly shown as the person who shoots Hunter mm. and, and is in his chum. Um, so it, that 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 would make it a little bit. Uh, um, clearer yeah. um, in, in the original edit, but uh... Uh, anyway, uh, we've had. Uh, did you actually, like it? Yeah. yeah, I did. I'm I'm a bit tired, but um, but I did enjoy it. And there were lots. There was enough people getting bumped off mm. and double twists. And um, yeah, this is when we do these episodes where there's like we watch these things randomly. There's often things that connect, even though we picked them totally randomly and without any planning. I mean, I. I like last time I bought the films, but I didn't bring them thinking, oh, these ones are connected. But um, there was there was people drugging things in uh, end pl- end play. Mm, absolutely, um, and uh, that's what I saw the connect. <laughs> I didn't actually think of that yeah. until I thought, oh, wait a minute, yeah. And then did. somebody was drugging people in this one. And so. the girl who plays the unfortunate girlfriend of Callan, the, mm. the, the most of his girlfriends are unfortunate. <laughs> um, was played by an actress called Hilary Dwyer, who was a famous hammer um heroine um and um she was all she's in all she's been low she was in space 1999 she was in um find a general had she been in some other episodes of canon before this no no. um uh, uh, but um she died sadly in during 2020 during the covid um and she because i think you you you're in touch with him Ogilvy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah he, he, he was absolutely... He put, yeah, he, he put a thing about uh, her dying. P- purely and simply because she died and because of COVID, he couldn't travel. No. And he wanted to be there. He just wanted to be able to say goodbye. Mm. And he said they were going to live feed it via Zoom. Mm. And he said, yeah, if I want to watch YouTube... <laughs> of you know flick a switch but he, he really hated the fact that he couldn't actually persuade them mm. that he didn't give a toss about covid he wanted to travel and even a few months ago my, my old colleague colleague Coralie died and and uh there was the funeral was actually live from the creme on your computer if oh. you couldn't make it to, i mean it was so so tight um 
staff work. We, I, there was no way I could make it. But we actually could have watched it in, in between. It was bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Well, well yeah. And, um, and, he, and he actually said that it was the first time he realised that no matter what, mm. um, the powers that be had total control over mm. your life. Mm -hmm. And he said he, he wanted to feel mm. that it was his choice mm. to put himself at risk. Mm. And they were going, oh, no, we need to protect you. And he was like, yeah, but mm. I'm telling you to sod off. I want to protect myself. <laughs> One of the things I did almost put on uh, was um, the last, the very last episode of the 60s series, which was supposed to be it for Callan. And that's actually a very dark episode because um, uh, Enid, the, 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 the villain, is hidden and it really goes tits up for them. Um, and uh, it's, it's quite a dark ending, um, almost in the style of Blake Seven, the last Blake Seven. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the series a bit. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that choice. Yeah. So, listeners, I've, I've got another choice. I've very spoiled today. Um, I, because I'm a bit sleepy, I've gone for a half hour show, uh, a show called Press Gang, which was really, it was shown on children's TV, but it's not particularly childish. It's for, yeah. Um, Nick, you're a particular fan of, of, of Press Kang. You have all I, the seasons, yeah, I presume. I, I stumbled upon it in 1990 because um, I think I just... I, I, it, it just happened to go out on my day off and, and I, I sort of flipped through channels um, and I, I came across this engrossing thing where there was an explosion at a record shop and um, because it was a very junior audience, I thought I'd tuned into a rather dark episode of Grange Hill. And um, but no, it was, uh, and I thought this is really, really good. I, I, you know, and the following week, um, this, this is Elaine's actual first visit to my, to my place the following week, so I couldn't actually watch that one. I watched the subsequent ones. Um, the one I've chosen for us is series four, by which time I was taping it, I was regularly I was watching it when it went out, and um, it was written by Stephen Moffat. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm a, I, I feel a bit schizophrenic about Stephen Moffat because. I love this, and uh, there's very few na actual math episodes, and I love his who, Doctor Who's under Russell T. Davis. It's just when he took over the show that everything fell to bits, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, he was, I don't think he was a very good showrunner, but he was full of ideas, and I think without someone to actually pull those ideas in into a cohesive um, frame. I think. Anyway, um, I digress. But by at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a Moffat fan. There are a few famous, well, of, of the of the cast, there are a few people who um, have gone on to be famous beyond this show. Absolutely. Um, um, uh, they, we've got Julia Sawala, who was uh, more famous now for um, Absolutely Fabulous. Yeah, and we also have Dexter Fletcher, who's now a very successful director. Um, he's done several, and he did, did with the Mal was it Malcolm X? Oh no, Sp that was Spike Lee, wasn't it? Um, no, uh, okay, Eddie Eagle, and um, he did he did a bi biopic of S Elton John. Elton John, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elton John. Yeah, I, I I saw that it was somebody really really famous. And then but... took over the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, yeah. So he he really is a top director now. Mm. So. 
Um, and one or two others who are kind of familiar from yes, who might have been on Grain Chill a little bit earlier. The, the comic relief, he, I think he's into production now. I think he's given up acting. It was a shame because I thought he would have made a good mm. doctor. Um, but uh, um, yeah, and there's great. The episode I've chosen, I, I thought, oh, should we have? I almost chose the the one, the first one I actually mm. saw. But no, no, I don't know. Actually, there's a fun one in the fourth series, which is all about a a telly show that really is released on video and uh, and the sort of there's a twist about the star of it and um, it's got Michael Jason in who's uh, famous to Doctor Who fans as the Valley Island amongst and of course what, what's it called? it's called Unexpected mm-hmm. okie dokie well, we'll watch that and we'll talk about it after we've had a look So you chose a 1992 episode, episode of, of Gang mm-hmm. by Stephen Moffat, who was destined to be the... Um, when he was a good writer. Uh, when he was a good writer, yeah. Um, of uh, season uh, four. Uh, uh, with, uh, for, for, not forerunner, for, um, sure. head writer for, uh, for Doctor Who. And then did Sherlock. And, and then uh, did Sherlock and... Other Jack things. Sherlock. Um, Jekyll, yeah. Actually, I like Jekyll. I do, I've got, I got Jekyll. I, we, we've got Jekyll, it's, it's mm. good. Um, I suppose we should expect, um, it's set at uh, like a newspaper, but it's like a... a new, yeah, ba- basically, the uh, they set up a newspaper at school, and uh, when they all left school, they decided to take it on professionally. So, um, they're kind of, after series two, they all leave school, and they're kind of, even though, I mean, Julius Awa is my age, so, I mean, I was, I was long past <laughs> school by the time series two went out. Yeah, um, she she would have been would making be that first. Se- yeah, yeah she was making the first season of Absolutely Fabulous that same year. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting episode you chose because it was, it could have been a dream, but it turned out not to be a dream. It was quite. It was more clever than that. It was more. I um, don't you mind with somebody else's theme of that kind yeah. of plot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It's yeah. I mean, I I I I've always quite liked that one because. Uh, because at the time it, it was absolutely bang on the money with the way we all the three of us knew each other back in 92 and we were all collecting Doctor Who and we telly fantasy and all sorts of different shows and, and they were all coming out on video at the time there was a big explosion of video um, and that kind of struck a chord you know and uh, um, it, it was it was it was nicely de- they were lovely cast I mean mm. David Michael Jason, Brian Glover, who sadly died the following year, um, mm. and uh, Michael Sheard. Yeah. And it's nice. And I, I think of those kids playing the, the, the roles, you know, they're our age, and you know, they're working with these lovely people. Mm. And I think, well, bastards. Uh, <laughs> at least one of them was uh, in Green Shield, probably worked with Michael Sheard when he was in Green Absolutely, Shield. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, it's, it's quite, quite nice. I think. Yeah, he wasn't a dream. I, I give him his dues. I mean, I wasn't a fan of his um, era Doctor Who, but he is cleverer than just a, is just a dream. Mm. Um, he is a cleverer writer. I'll give him that. Um, I think just Doctor Who under him just went a little bit too much up its own arse. I, I, I for one didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, I and I but he did sue some lovely Doctor Who's under Russell. Um, why? I, 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 I can't explain why I didn't I didn't think but with Press Gang I uh, yeah I mean I, I there are 
a few naff episodes, but not too many. Mm. And yeah, you had the timey wimey stuff even then, because they had episodes that played with time, mm. and you had bits bits from the end of the episode begin at the beginning and things like that. Mm. But at the time, it was actually it wasn't too overdone. Mm. Whereas I think later on, you know, uh-huh. um, yeah, he did that coupling that sitcom, and that was. Like it, it was compared to Friends, but it was like a an overly complicated version of Friends. Whereas Friends was quite simple and clever. Most mostly, it was couplings was just deliberately um, timey wimey, even before timey wimey was invented. A coupling was timey wimey as well. I've never seen coupling. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was deliberately confusing and. <coughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I still watched it. Um, well, besides the break up, getting back to the game again, and breaking up. Um, yeah. He's a clever man, Moffat. I, I won't, I won't take that away from him. He's, he's, uh, and he gave Kevin's TV something very intelligent and, and entertaining and, and good dialogue. He's always been, yeah, even with the some of the more dubious episodes he did. He, he, he was. I, I will say, I will admit, he's. He's good at dialogue. Well, thank you for choosing that one. This is one I've not seen before. Um, oh, good. I'm, I'm actually glad because you know, we've all been friends for such a long time and watched such a lot. Um, I lose track of what, what, what people have seen and what they have. Probably not seen any. The more stuff that comes out, the more you connect. The, exactly. The, the ratio of watching them all just gets smaller and smaller. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Probably not yeah. seen any press gang since the 90s, but. But it's nice having evenings like this with with, with such old friends and, and being able to watch a whole spec whole broad spectrum of of things. And it's it's, it's just really quite refreshing. Well I'm sure we'll do it again soon. was this inset day which we had off and there was but there was writer's circle um oh, i saw my friend uh i saw my friend andrew m in the distance we didn't speak i, I don't know if yeah uh had a rather a busy and satisfactory day marred only by this blasted cold mom dropped me off in in town just after dropping graham to school at 9 a.m I went into town and shopped around a little, bought an Avengers book. I think that was uh, the one I'd seen the other day. Uh, bought an Avengers book I planned on getting, bought TV Zone, met Harry, got some photocopies for the Invaders. Uh, TV Zone featured reports on Sapphire and Steel, Blake 7, Doctor Who. We did our, our shopping, I think I've written shopping with three Ps for by mistake. And had a coffee with three E's. That was obviously deliberate. In the cross... uh, Yes, the coffee... I had that in the Cross Keys outdoor restaurant. The driver wouldn't let me on the bus with my pass. I had no money, so I was forced to lie to him. It was all very unfair, as I've been allowed to use my pass before on inset days. You know, we used to have bus passes for school. And uh, sometimes there was problems if you tried to use your bus pass and you weren't in your uniform for some reason whether I shouldn't have used my bus pass on that particular day I don't know um, Keely was on the bus with friends giggling and singing she's a, a girl who um, uh, lives in my village and who uh, 
Uh, she was friends with my friend Sarah as well. In fact, Keely, Sarah and I have been for pub lunches, uh, you know, in relatively recent times. But we haven't recently because of the pandemic, of course. But hopefully we will later this year. Uh, Keely was on the bus. Um, so I was let on the bus and began a tape to Cares on the way down the road. Harry had to wade a little through water. On returning home, I received a tape from Heather with the Avengers Oh, with some Avengers episodes, hurrah. Ironic, because I bought that book. The episodes were the first three from season five, the colour Emma Peel season. Brilliant. More tomorrow. Space Limited. We cooked too much. Tapes, fights, videos, phone calls. Heather, Andy was out, Nick was in. Writer's Circle, Invaders List. I've, I've gone into bullet points now. I've, I've, Blake, seven episodes. Um, Horizon. Uh, which was adequate. Um, Writer Circle liked memories from the past. Um, Paul, Paul H. did drop over, unplanned, ho-ho. Uh, bye. I'll, I'll fill you in a bit more tomorrow. Gosh, yes, I did run out of space, didn't I? Um, I'll finish the week. Um, Saturday, February the 10th. Comic Mart, question mark. Not this month. What? What? This is what's written and scribbled at the top. Paul, Paul uh, Pressure Point, um, Blake Seven episode, Better Than Horizon. Mm, anyway, day 41, apparently, this is. Hello, um, I'm back. Nice to talk to you again. I did my paper round and got rather wet. Paul H cycled over, even wetter. I got a bit of post, nothing special, really. Something from Stefan and a thing from Radio Times. Paul had to change into some old clothes. Stuffing food whilst Mum washed his wet stuff. He wouldn't drink the Coke offered as it brought him out in spots. What about the chocolate? <laughs> after lunch, he cycled home and I went into town to do some shopping and met him back at his house after getting some stuff for my invaders style for my invaders style file. Um, that's probably my cuttings. The cuttings movie. After this, I went home via Dad, and we had tea watching Blake 7, Power Play. This, they seemed to enjoy it. After this, I did some homework whilst preparing an audio of the first Invaders episode on one of the 100-minute tapes I bought from Sutton's. Uh, yeah, Sutton's was where I bought my camcorder tapes and my even before I knew about Sutton Park. <laughs> um, don't think, I don't know if Sutton's still exist. I am now watching The Avengers, the second of the three episodes that Heather sent. I'm going to make audios of my four episodes soon. From Venus with Love, which I saw yesterday. The Fear Merchants, Escaping Time and Return of the Cybernauts. That was the extent of my Avengers collection back in February 1990. I rung Jeanette and chatted about Land of the Giants. Land of the Giants is at the top of the Channel 4 ratings. Um... Yeah, that says quite a lot, really. Um, Jeanette was a big fan of Land of the Giants. Um, I think she might have been old enough that she remembered it when it was screened. Um, I wasn't friends with her for years and years because all we had in common, really, was Land of the Giants. And and although I was very excited because it was a show I'd heard about um, and, and from the 60s but hadn't seen, uh, it, it, and I, I still own a copy to this day, it's not something I was, like, ever... I was never in the Irwin Allen fan club, even though I do like his TV shows. Yeah, but that's pretty good for Land of the Giants to be top of the Channel 4 ratings. That means that a show from 1969, 1968, 1969, uh, beat anything that was new on Channel 4 that week. Anything 
that, you know, whatever soap opera they've made, whatever comedy series. Um, and, and Land of the Giants was repeated at some weird time on a Sunday. It wasn't, yeah, so it did, it did well. It did well to be number one. Um, the ratings for The Invaders are as yet unknown. Uh, Lee rang again, but I was out. He'll ring tomorrow. Happy out again, I bet. Bye for now. Paul. Sunday, 11th of February. Saw end of Land of the Giants when returned from film. It looked good. Picture was dodgy due to an due to the aerial because of the weather, I suppose. I wrote this entry at eight ten p.m. Heidi, hi. How are you? Are you well? Well, of course you're not, because you're only a book. By the way, if there's a bloke uh, named Paul Chandler reading this in ten or twenty years, then hi, bucko. How the hell are you? What's up? In whenever. Anyway, enough. It's actually thirty-two years. Ah. Uh, I'm um, 1990 Paul. <laughs> I must have known. Well, you know. At least that message from 32 years ago got to me eventually. I did my paper round and then came in and had a bath. Read some more of Night Shift by Stephen King. Um, obviously I hadn't read that much because it's sort of... That's quite a while since I mentioned starting that book. And then got on with my video list. I might have done some square one, but I can't remember. Might have been yesterday. I watched the beginning of Land of the Giants brainwash after lunch... Then we went out to see a brilliant film called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which was like Land of the Giants, only smaller, smaller in that the people were. Uh, we returned home. I like cinemas that are empty. I'd love to watch a film in a totally bare cinema. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids again. Not since I saw it at the cinema. It rained. I finished my letter to Patrick, got some square one photocopied, printed, sorry, uh, printed out, sorry, and something and some things, memories. Oh, mem- that, that story memories. Hope he likes them. Oh, I think I was sending Patrick some of my writing. I was going to do a tape to Russell, but I had very little to say, so I returned to do some homework and watch the end of Blake 7 trial. I will watch the last story, Killer, after Bergerac, Entente Cordiale, which had the bloke who used to play a PE teacher in Grange Hill playing a Frenchman. Oh, Lee Rung, we had a chat. I must write to him now, so bye. Well, there you go. Another week of my 1990 diary. Well, that's what we've got time for, listeners. There'll be uh, there'll, there'll be a little bit more after the theme music, but uh, yes, that that's it, and we'll be back soon. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Okay, okay, right. Well, bye for now. Um, say goodbye, guys. Bye, bye guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>
I mean, there's always the option that you, you might be able to watch the programmes we talk about. It's it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to... Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if these episodes work or whether they don't, but uh, it, it allows us to to chat about these actors and and uh, obscure TV programmes. And, uh, yeah. And what did you talk about? Well, we we talked um, well, we talked about Young Doctors, that was an Australian soap opera from the 70s and 80s. We, we talked about Woody Allen's latest film, which is quite hard to come by because it's not been released in the UK. Yes, yes. Um, we talked about... End Play, which is an Australian thriller, which Nick seemed to enjoy, which is, is good. Um, okay. And then we talked about um, Callan from the 60s and Press Gang from the early 90s. Uh, so, yeah, quite a different array of, of, of films. And, and TV. Yes, spies and journalists. Yes, yeah, that's right. Well, now that's good. Well, uh, I I hope that uh, uh, I hope all is well. Um, well, I hope you do another episode like it soon. Thank you. Yes, it was good to have Nick and 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 then Ali and Andy briefly as well. Um, and yes, of course, there are other bits and pieces in this episode. Yes, yes, it was a busy episode. It was indeed, Cromarty. Well, thank you. We better go. I can hear the theme music. Yes, yes, that's good. It's been good, but yeah, definitely time to come home now. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Paul, you might want to have a look at this. What, what, what's that, Yeti Uncle John? I'm looking at eBay. Yeah? I found merchandise. Stuff that you might be interested in. Uh, concerning what? Well, funnily enough, concerning the films and TV you've been discussing. There's uh, like T-shirts and hats, uh, like Callan, there's one of Callan, there's, there's one for that film, End Play, uh, there's a, a, a one with, with the Woody Allen one, and uh, Young Doctor's baseball cap, and then the press gang, uh, yeah, it looks, looks marvellous. Uh, it looks, well, I'm sorry, Yeti Uncle John, it looks completely knocked off to me. It really does. I mean, those prints and everything, they Gosh, they look like they've been done, you know, someone's bathroom. <laughs> I don't think these are official merchandise. I mean, sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes people just do a good job. But no, I mean, uh, who wants to wear a T-shirt with um, 
Callan with a green face and and uh, um, the press gang logo in 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 a bizarre orangey purpley colour. What is that colour? I don't even know. Uh, 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 are you sure, Paul? It looks good to me. Oh, Yeti Uncle John, I'm not... Just a minute. Um, Yeti Uncle John? Uh, yes, Paul. This eBay account? Yes. It's... Yeah, it, it's... The, the title of the seller is Yudge Merch. Y-U-J Merch. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, would that be you, by any chance? Yeti Uncle John merchandising, or...? It might be. It might be where I'm trying to get rid of some of my merchandise. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you've made this merchandise, or you've put it on here, since you heard what we've been recording about. You're targeting me. And the listeners, they might want merch. Yeti Uncle John. No. No. Not only is it probably breaking all copyright laws, it looks absolutely terrible. Oh, Paul, come on. No, Yeti Uncle John, I'm not paying good money for for that stuff. But, Paul, I've got it now. I've made it. I, it's, it's, it's in a tea chest in the the, the uh, in the Magpie Hut. Well, I'm sorry. If you're going to make merchandising, at least make good merchandising. You know, we have merchandising on my Patreon page, but it looks much nicer. At least I hope it does. I've not actually seen it, but I've seen what it's supposed to look like. Um, yeah, and it doesn't look like what your merchandising looks like. Oh, I think that... Uh, I think that a rainbow-coloured uh, Woody Allen T-shirt is just your style. I don't want a picture of Woody Allen in in in, in rainbow colours. I really don't. I mean, maybe I do, but not that one. Look at it. The colours look like they're running. Oh, hitty Uncle John. Oh, Paul, you're a disappointment. Well, you just give them away to me, seeing as you've got them. No, Paul, you have to pay for them. If you like them that much. Didn't say I liked them that much. I was, oh, don't worry. Look, let's go. Come on, tea, let's go have a cup of tea. Yes, Paul. Oh, you think Uncle John. You'll have to try harder to get rid of that much. Yes, it looks like I will. Oh, don't ask me to do you a favour again. We didn't. We never did. You're quite right, Cromarty. We never did. Oh, well, oh, I'm grateful. That's what I call it. Uh, come on, Cromarty, let's, let's just go and have that cup of tea. Yes, yes, let's do that. Oh, I, I don't believe you two. Oh, uh, listeners? Uh, are you interested? Check out Yudge uh, Merch on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there's nothing I like better is when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out. <laughs> mm. When we um, do recording, we always have um, takeout, which includes a Lucky Fortune cookie. So. Yes. Uh, I, I, I've got one here, listeners, and, oh, what did, what, what would it say? Oh, 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 yeah. I thought I, I thought I'd go hang it Oh, I was going to say, I think it's in chi- Chinese, but it's, it is on one side, but not on the other. It's just, <laughs> um. Mine was saying, be, be nice to a colleague, because they'll remember it, and I, Never a true answer. It's my. It's been my philosophy for thirty-seven years. Um, because as a junior employee myself, back in the eighties, I kind of um, always felt a little bit hard done by when I was white. Yes. Mine. Mine says your luck is ever changing. 
It is to test your wisdom and confidence. Oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for letting me test my wisdom and confidence. <laughs> I'm not confident that's a very good... Um, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Puts out 20,000 episodes a month. Oh, I think that was a wonderful episode, don't you, Toppy? I sure do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 570, Boy, I hope Nick Goodman is on this episode. This is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard.